Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Welcome back to another edition of Quiz the Diz. And it's so good to have you here. And I have have really enjoyed listening to your comments and your suggestions on the 10 things we can agree about for America. The basis of this last few podcasts have been about what we can agree on as Americans, not what we absolutely do agree on as Americans, and not what we disagree on with everybody else. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on politically where, well, I don't agree with that person. They can't be this. And I don't agree with that person. They're rotten and they're horrible. No, we just disagree. And it's okay. It's one of the ways we learn as human beings how to deal with other human beings. So instead of pointing to the negative and saying, hey, this guy's bad and I think you ought to, well, instead of doing that, what I've been doing in these podcasts is coming up with 10 things that we can agree on for America and then explaining why I think these things. So uh, a few podcasts ago, back in December, I had the initial podcast of this, and it listed all 10 of them in a row. You can go back and find that. Uh, let me just reiterate the first four that we've talked about already. We are sovereign nation. We're a nation of laws and not men. Our rights are protected but not granted by the government. And citizens are the supreme inhabitants of this nation. So that gets us to number five, and that is our government should operate within its means. <laughs> right. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you have to operate fairly close to your means? I mean, I do. When I run out of money, I'm out of money. As a matter of fact, I've got my checkbook here in front of me in my studio, and I'm looking at it going, oh, I've got checks. I must have money. <laughs> Not necessarily. But that's kind of how the government operates. It's, well, we've got money, right? We've got a lot of money. Well, there's a website I really I don't enjoy looking at it because it's kind of sad, but it's called the usdebtclock.org, usdebtclock.org. And it is a real-time information in front of you, and there are dozens and dozens of things on that site. But one of them is this. The U.S. national debt, as of the time I'm recording this, is $34.24 trillion dollars. $34.24 trillion. Our spending this year is going to be, should be, around $6.4 trillion. And we're going to run a budget deficit of almost $2 trillion. At some point, we have to go, you know what, we can't spend this money anymore. But what are we going to do about it? Well, you got too many people that disagree about what to do about it. So, so far this year in fiscal 2024, which is from October, we've spent $2.116 trillion, according to the Treasury. All right, so that's what they're telling us they've spent so far this year, $2.116 trillion. Well, I did a little looking up to see to find out when the how much we're spending and then how much we spent a few years ago. For instance, the U.S. federal tax revenue for this year is projected to be about $4.7 trillion, $4.7 trillion in 2019. Okay, so it hadn't been that long ago. Five years ago, we spent $4.4 
trillion dollars, meaning that if we just spent what we did five years ago, we'd have a balanced budget. Well, we can't do that. We're spending way over that. Our income is is 4.6 and our spending is 6.4. It's like, okay, that's that doesn't even, I mean, in my head, it's like, well, I can't even make sense of that. Why can't we stop spending? Well, there's a lot of reasons we can't stop spending. One is we don't know how. We do not know how as a nation to go, I'm just not going to spend a bunch of money on, on whatever it is this year and how much they spend on stuff. As a matter of fact, here's an interesting statistic. The top 10 spending by category in the U.S. government spending for this fiscal year, 22% of it is Social Security. All right, that's supposed to be money that wasn't going to be that big of an amount. This is back in the 1930s when they came up with it. Social Security wasn't supposed to be that big of an amount, but we've expanded it so large and so big that it's almost a quarter of our entire spending. Now, that's not just Social Security checks. That's aid to dependent children all that other kind of stuff. National defense is 14%. I don't have a problem spending money on defense. I really don't. 14%, that's a lot of money. We're spending a tremendous amount of money. In a dollar figure, that's $298 billion we're going to spend this year on national defense. Almost as much as we're spending on Ukraine. (laughs) Uh, Health is about 14%. And interest, interest alone is $283 billion or uh, 13%. Isn't that amazing? Now, there's also Medicare that takes up about 12%. I thought that would have been included in health, but apparently not. And then income security is about 9%. The rest of them are less than 5%. So like veterans benefits, 4%. Education, training, employment, and social services, 3%. Really? That seems a little low, doesn't it? Where are we spending all this money? It doesn't make any sense to me where we spend all this money. We just keep spending more and more and more and more of it. It's unbelievable. So the Department of Health and Human Services spends about a quarter of what the government spends, a quarter of it for a division that didn't exist 40 years ago, a quarter of our spending. Social Security is 23%. The Treasury spends about 19%. Don't ask me. Department of Defense and military programs, about 13%. And after reading these and looking at them, I'm going, okay, it's meant to obfuscate. All this information is meant to keep from us, okay, what are they spending it on? How are they spending it? And I keep saying they like it's somebody other than us. We are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We're supposed to operate within our means. So what would that mean if we operated within our means? It means that this year, since we're going to get about 4 to $5 trillion in taxes just for the federal tax revenue, that we ought to live on four and a half to five trillion dollars. That would put a lot of money into our into the pockets of those that need to spend it. And just as a for instance, if you look at at what the uh, uh, military spends, thirteen percent, four and a half trillion dollars, thirteen percent of that. That's a lot of money. That's that's like six seven hundred billion dollars. And I think okay, we spend money on. Weapons, yeah, we have to spend money on. Well, okay, I got that. We have to spend money on personnel. Yeah, we got some. We got a lot of bases. I get that. I don't have any problem spending money on that. It's a tremendous amount of money, but in the Department of Defense at thirteen percent of our revenue. If we had four and a half trillion dollars uh, to spend 
overall, then you're you're going to have to learn as a as a group to get by on what would that be four and a half uh, times point one three is oh five hundred eighty five billion dollars. That's pretty pretty good amount of money. Now, some well, we need to we need to grow. Here's one of the things that we did back in the Nixon administration. I go back that far. You can tell it's going to be interesting when I say, hey, back in the Nixon administration. Back in that day, we decided that uh, we're going to start doing what is called, uh, go away from what is called zero-based budgeting. So if I have a budget this year of $100,000, let's say that that's true. Let's say that my wife and I have a budget of $100,000. Next year, we would start at $100,000 and add to it. Now, I guess that's possible. Let's say that I get a 3% raise. Well, that's not how that works. If I have $100,000 this year, next year I have whatever the inflation rate is added on top of the $100,000 plus whatever I say I need. Well, okay, that whew, that sounds good. Wish it worked that way, but that's not how it works. Baseline budgeting is what what they talk about in the federal government, and that came in 50 years ago. And the reason they did it is because you don't have to justify what you're spending. It's already there. That's why the, the federal tax revenue and the federal spending went up tremendously between 2020. I've got some figures here from a spreadsheet in 2020 that our revenues were going to be $3.462 trillion, uh, uh, trillion, and our outlays were going to be $4.46 trillion. That's a billion dollar or trillion dollar deficit that year. Well, in that year, in 2019, the debt held by the public was about $17 trillion. Now it's 34. It's doubled in the last five years. Any idea why? Because we added to our spending uh, a few years ago during COVID, right? We added to our spending a few years ago, and when we added to our spending, we never took it away again. That's what that baseline, but now that's not, they are saying, oh, it's not because of baseline budgeting. That's something totally different. Well, okay, but you haven't stopped. You haven't stopped spending it. So in 2020, uh, uh, 20, 2019, we spent $4.47 billion. In 2023, we spent six. As a matter of fact, 19 was 4.4, 20 was 6.5. Now, oh, that was just temporary spending because, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the, the pandemic. But it hasn't gone back down. It was 6.8 in 2021, 6.2 in 2022, and 6.1 in 2023. We just keep spending more and more and more money. How many of you would say, well, you know, uh, we need to spend the money because – give me a good reason we need to spend all that money. Give me a really good reason. It's because everybody has gotten in, and there was a there was a government official. I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said one time, "We cannot put once you get access to the federal budget, once they get access to the treasury, people do. Once politicians get access to the treasury, there's no stopping us." So in twenty, eh, just pick a date. Okay, let's uh, let's pick a date. Let's pick 10 years ago, 2014, okay? In 2014, we brought in 3 trillion dollars. We spent 3 and a half trillion dollars. All right, so we spent 3 and a half trillion dollars 10 years ago. Yep, I know prices have gone up. I get it. But this year we're going to spend a little more than double that. The why? 
What has gone up that much? Well, nothing. It's just that that baseline moved up and up and up, and now it's not going to go. It, unless somebody does something about it, it's not going to go back down. It was $4.4 trillion in 2019, and it hasn't been below 6 since 2020. That seems odd. What's that $2 trillion going to? That's We weren't spending it then. Well, where it's going is in, we're, we're going into debt. There is a new theory out called the modern monetary theory, and that is money doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, money matters. Money's always mattered. And you're going to get, you are going to absolutely get inflation if you don't stop spending money. You can't print money and think, well, uh, money's always going to be worth the same amount. So I can remember when I was a kid, I'd get a $5 bill from my grandmother, and I thought I was wealthy. Well, $5, almost, you, you don't throw it away. I'm not saying that you would throw it away, but... How many times have you been walking along and seen a penny laying on the sidewalk or maybe several cents laying on the sidewalk and somebody just didn't bend over and pick it up? Well, it's not worth anything anymore. Well, we can't keep spending at the rate we are. And it's my statement on the 10 things we can agree on is we have to operate within our means. Let's find a way. Now, what you get is the opposition going, oh, no, you're going to cut out grandma's Social Security? No, I'm not. I'm not cutting it. For one, my grandmother's long dead. So I'm not worried about my grandmother's Social Security, but it just keeps going up and up and up, and it doesn't seem like there's any reduction in it. What if we just went back to zero-based budgeting? So you have to justify next year what you spent this year. What do you think about that? That wouldn't be too bad, would it? Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's a, and, and there's a lot of hand-wringing and, and you know, falling and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, no, 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 I want you to justify why you spent X number of dollars last year. Why are you spending that? And I'm only talking about the federal budget deficit. There are de budget deficits in a lot of states. Our state's pretty good. We usually run flatter at a surplus in Ohio, but that's not always true, but it's fairly true. So I just think that we have to learn to live within our means. And would it be too hard if you had today roughly $20,000 a year more to spend than you had in 2019. You could probably make it all right. You might have to cut back a little bit. We don't like scarcity. We don't like lack as a country. I understand that. But there are times when we have to say, you know what, I can't go out. To, well, I'll give you a perfect example. My wife and I love to go to Eddie Merlot's. They've got great steak and all that kind of stuff. It costs about $110 to go there for two of us. That's a nice meal. Do we go there every week? No. Do we go there every month? No. We go there for special occasions. Why? Because you can't afford to spend that much. And there are times you just say, I can't afford to spend that much. And that is something I think as an American, we should be able to agree on with other Americans that we can't afford to continue to spend like this. Our government must operate within its means. Well, that's number five of the 10 things we can agree on for America. If you agree with that, or if you don't, I'd love to hear from you. My website is quizthatis.com. You can reach me at terry at quizthatis.com. I look forward to hearing comments, questions, even smart aleck remarks. And would you take a moment and rate the podcast where you get it and let your friends know about us? And remember, God has a plan for your life and for your nation, and we're here to help you find it. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz.